Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We're talking again. Our bodies were Hi, I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. And I'm Brendan Levi. And we're the Swapcast Podcast. Every week we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week we're watching the 2018 action comedy, The Velocipaster, starring Greg <laughs> Cohan and Alinska Kapinski, where after losing his parents, a priest travels to China, where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first horrified by his new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. We always love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email, or chuck us a review on iTunes so that we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off Ready. <laughs> so uh, straight off the bat, I just want to apologize if there's any audio issues. We're doing this episode in ISO, so we're all in separate locations. I don't say ISO. I don't do that. Okay. <laughs> We're in isolation. <laughs> yep. Um, it's, like people so, that, it's like people that say lol out loud. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I, just, I just laugh. And I'm not doing isolation, guys. You're just running around and rubbing your face on everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just licking what I want. <laughs> oh, boy. This, this is our first episode doing this, so apologies if us. there's any... Yeah, if it sounds a bit different than normal, but we'll try to make it as close to the original Swapcast experience as we can. I I am very technologically challenged, so pray, <laughs> pray for us because, my God. Anything's wrong, just blame Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> I f- I've, I'm, I'm excited because I feel like it would be more like the internet where- like everyone's feelings are like less, like you're less aware of them because they're not in the room and I'll just be more <laughs> vile and mean to you guys. It'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, be like right. heaps more savage now. <laughs> okay, so on to the Velocipaster. Obviously, a film about a priest that can transform into a dinosaur comes with a fair amount of expectations. <laughs> did this did this film meet the, what you would expect from a film with this premise? <laughs> Lucy? My God. No, it did not. <laughs> they didn't even try. They didn't even try. There are not there are no effects in this film. <laughs> Everything yeah. is a costume yeah. at, or makeup. And like yeah. it it's Everything is like a Halloween costume. Like, we could have done better. Like, I, I can't believe this is a movie. Your Brendan? T- your turn, Brendan. I, okay. First of all, because I have not been preparing heaps for this episode. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't even read the words Velocipaster, and I thought it was about, like, pasta, like, not, not a pasta of a church, but, like, <laughs> a, a linguine or something. Yeah, now I'm hungry. <laughs> so, I had no idea what we were stepping into, and uh, yeah. they didn't quite pull it off. Because... <laughs> Cause, go, help me here. Is this someone's student hey. film or something like? What? How? What is this? <laughs> it's not a student film, but it's uh, like an indie sure? film that was made. <laughs> it was made for thirty five thousand dollars. Really? So the guy funded it himself and made it all himself for thirty five thousand dollars. Well, it's all on the screen. I can um, tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> I loved, loved this movie. I absolutely. Love this movie. I enjoyed every second of it. I laughed like out loud from beginning to end. I didn't. I really, I really appreciated what oh, this. Brendan, I think- what do you think? No. Nah. 
<laughs> what is the barometer that you use to to judge these films, Paul? I don't understand. I enjoyed the fact that, like, I thought the humour was genuinely funny, for one. I I well, appreciated no what it was going. There were no jokes in this movie. It, but uh, it was a few good, uh, good laughs. I'll give it that. But they were few and far between, Paul. <laughs> and and for me, it was always you were never supposed to be laughing when I laughed. No, I think the film was very self-aware. What about the first joke, the VFX car joke? I thought that was funny. I thought that I was what, funny. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, so instead of showing a car blowing up, it just has an empty car park space yes. with like yeah. VFX shot insert here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was like. What even supposed to have happened to his parents? Like, it, I was like, did they just die? Are they standing over there? Like, it didn't make any sense. So, my summation for this whole film is it's like talking to a 10-year-old. They're telling you a story that they're making up as they go along. So, they're like, and yeah. there was this priest, and then he could turn into dinosaurs, and then there was a sexy lady, and then everyone could do karate. Like, it just was, it was a, a small child just, like, picking ideas or, like, saying things that they can see around I them and making it into a story. Lucy. It was an old man who went, you remember those films like uh, Airplane or Hot Shots? Those were great, weren't they? <laughs> and they made yeah, another it, one. That's, that's what I was thinking. Like, it definitely has that old school parody feel that the joke that cemented it for me at the beginning is... Uh, so he drives to China from America and he's, he's looking around at a compass and then he's like, wow, Asia really is in the East. And then this woman gets shot by an arrow and stumbles towards him and she's got an arrow through the chest bleeding everywhere. And he's like, are you okay? Are you hurt? And that just... Like, I lost it. And from that point, I was on the film's wavelength. And I'm like, this is the film for me. Uh, it's a film that knew its limitations with its budget and then crafted all its jokes about the fact that it, they didn't have the money to actually do anything decent. And they really leaned into it. And I appreciated that. Like I said, Hot Shots, Airplane and that. I remember loving as a kid, but watching those today, I just don't think the humor lands for me. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm on I the see, same way. I still love those kind of films. Yeah. There is a part where you can see him like transforming into a dinosaur, transforming <laughs> in inverted commas. Cause it, it, and it's just like, you can see that it's gloves like that. You can just see the gloves where they, yeah. where they start. <laughs> it, it just was so stupid. Uh, I- and, and see, if it was a film that I thought was trying to be serious, <laughs> like that stuff actually is really humorous when something like that happens. Yeah. But when when it's like intentional, it just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't have the same gravity. Uh, it's just like why would you? Just why would you bother? Like you should just save your thirty thousand dollars <laughs> and like get a house deposit or something. I just it's. <laughs> I don't understand what the point is. I don't know. I, I still think that there was some genuine laughs to be had. One of my favorite lines is uh, when the priest was talking to one of the other characters and he's like, dinosaurs never existed. And even if they did, I don't transform into one. <laughs> it's just classic lines. <laughs> Because there's a humour there. It's talking about, like, the uh, uh, Catholic Church attitude towards evolution and and dinosaurs and all those kind of things. And it, you know, puts that into this. I I thought it was funny. I don't know. Did you laugh at that line? No. No. (laughs) You guys suck. (laughs) Like... Like you, you, you're making it sound like it was really clever, but there, like, there were so many opportunities to do something really funny and clever, and it just sort of just lost momentum every time. It just. Kept- and can you just just do the plot? Like, why the karate? Why? <laughs> but why? that's it. There's no reason why the karate. The karate is there because he wanted people to do karate in the film. Mm. And why did but- why did a sex worker and a priest have better karate skills than a bunch of ninjas who broke into their house? <laughs> but also, why why does it just like just halfway through they can do karate? Paul, Look, answer these questions. There's no logic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's funny. It's funny. No, this podcast is doing really bad things for our friendship, Paul. I just can't. <laughs> I can't put up with that. 
And like Lucy, the amount of amazing Lucy. films that we have asked Paul to watch and he's hated <laughs> and they're like amazing where people have poured their whole heart and soul into creating art, art, and that this is what he likes. I just, I, I think it's over, Paul. Lucy, I've got a question for you. Do you have to respect yep. someone to be friends with them? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hate both how- of you, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how about the bit where he rips the guy's head off and then it does a, a freeze frame and puts a Gandhi quote about how the world will only achieve peace without violence? Yeah. yeah. That was a good gag. Nah, that was a good nah, gag. I disagree. I feel like that was them being like, this doesn't land enough. Let's let's use some like <laughs> editing tricks to try to make it funnier. <laughs> Yeah, and then maybe no one will notice that this is a mannequin head. <laughs> I don't think they were under any illusions that nobody's going to notice it's a mannequin's head. I think they leaned quite into that. I don't know. It's not like the beast. Oh. It's not the Beastie Boys clip where the mannequin's <laughs> falling off the bridge, and it's obviously a mannequin, and it's funny. This was just like it, this was just lame to me. <laughs> How about the the random Nam uh, montage? Where it's like going back to the Vietnam War and that guy does a big speech about how happy he is and they get shot and then his wife like randomly shows up into the battlefield and blows up. And why but- is she in Vietnam? And why is the soldier wearing Vans? But it was <laughs> And everyone's wearing jeans as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Paul, it was so, so obvious what was about to happen. It did why are you laughing? <laughs> But, like, why was his wife in Vietnam? It's like, do you have a wife back home? And he's like, yes, I do. And then you're a simple-minded person, Paul. You're so simple. (laughs) (laughs) No. Simple. That's so basic. (gasps) Like, is there, Uh, Lucy, is there any, like... Is there any, like, <laughs> random humour that you actually enjoy? What do you mean by random? Oh, I don't know. Like, uh, like I'm, I'm not particularly a fan of Tim and Eric, but a lot of people seem to like Tim and Eric or the Stella crew. I've never really gotten into it. Like, I've never really explored that that much. But I think humour is a sign of intelligence. Like, <laughs> it, 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 you have to be really smart. You have to be really smart to make a joke. And this wasn't smart. <laughs> You're really digging into Paul here. <laughs> no, I'm digging I, in. I'm digging into the filmmakers. I think, like, if we watch this film all together, and the vibe was there, like, if I could have set the vibe for the room, I guarantee you guys would have enjoyed this film more. Because uh, you just have to sure, lean into sure. this humor. That's never happened with any of the other. Like, I didn't enjoy Pretty Cool. I didn't. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Um, the only thing that I like that's like that is The Room. Yeah. But see, for The Room, The Room is actually a terrible movie. There was no, like, someone trying to make it that. And that's what I feel like works for The Room. Like, if anyone tried to make The Room, it doesn't work. And that's what this is, you know. And I feel like The Room in a vacuum is nothing. It's like the community and, like, the larger story makes it amazing it's everyone throwing the spoons it's everyone yeah i agree with that and usually like you know like the sharknado films and that like i I don't usually like connect with films like sharknado but for some reason this one i just i think the fact that it was so like on a shoestring budget like i could appreciate what he was achieving with how little resources he must have had to make this film i just would have saved my money (laughs) Can we talk about the costumes? Like, it, yeah. there was, like, zero effort. There was, you could see a safety pin in the back of one of the costumes the entire time, one of the priest's habit things, whatever they're called. Yeah. And, like, the stitching had come undone. I keep, because um, I can see you all on the screen, I keep, like, acting yeah. it out, but no one else is going to be. You, the priest's collar, the stitching had completely yeah. come away and it was just like that the yeah. whole time. Like, that wouldn't have cost any- anything to fix. Why don't you fix it? It's like they just didn't care. <laughs> and the sex worker is wearing a taxi driver Halloween costume. Like, it is Jodie Foster 
It's Jodie Foster's outfit. And then also, when he's the fucking dinosaur, you can see the bump where his head is within the <laughs> yeah. costume. Like, it's, it's right there. <laughs> Yeah, Paul, like that sort of stuff, like could have been done, like those terrible costumes, all that sort of stuff. If if the film, I feel like was a better, like that fight <laughs> scene with the dinosaur at the end was just so <laughs> dumb. That's what I'm talking about. That's when you could see the bump of the human head yeah, inside yeah, which, it. Which, which I like, I'm sort of like in between you and Paul, because I, I feel like that could have really been played for some comedic value if the editing was done like really well and done in this really cool fight sequence but you know those dinosaurs that you blow up with air and you wear you yeah. wear them it, that would have been yeah. better than than what they <laughs> use um and just more on the costumes i like can't get past this it, like all of a sudden the priest he's like super jacked and like kind of is doing a James Dean thing and he puts on a leather yeah. jacket and then the next scene it is the fight scene and it's a fucking different jacket it's like where, where does other jacket go like he obviously lost it because it was fil- filmed on different days so stupid but that's the also the other thing is like he literally has the power to turn into a dinosaur at will but he chooses to fight he chooses to fight as a human like why would he just chucks and like yeah there's like a whole like workout montage where he's just doing his workout routine which i'm pretty sure they just followed the actor to the gym and just and just (laughs) filmed him doing like p90x or whatever and yeah it's like why would you choose to fight as a human when you can turn into a dinosaur other than the fact that they didn't want to use that costume too much or like why would you train (laughs) At the skills that you're, like, looking to hone in on, like, being a dinosaur and, and like, becoming a disciplined and being a dinosaur karate master or whatever. I did, like, so did you at least, like, the concept that the villains were, like, a a Chinese ninja offshoot of the Catholic Church that want to indoctrinate people by getting them addicted to drugs and then taking what and, is that? and then taking the coke away from them so then they'd have to turn to the church. <laughs> I think that's like a, such a clever idea. No, because <laughs> like, that's such an expensive exercise. Paul, you got to explain clever so that people don't think you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's actually a line in the film that says, what does drug smuggling have to do with Christianity? <laughs> like, the film knows. That's why it's funny. I like, and I I understand you can't just, like, yell at someone until they find something funny. But I kind of just want to yell at you guys until you find it funny. <laughs> Like mm. I can see, I can see like the Stella crew, like the guys from Children's Hospital, and that doing this, and it being spectacular. Yeah. But yeah, it just doesn't deliver on the same like you know ac- acting presence and that you know. sort of thing. I can get behind. Like, what's that Garth Marenghi's Dark Place or whatever it is? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like something like that. It's so aware and it fully leans into it. But this, this wasn't. It, that didn't come across. Like it was, it was that aware though, but I, it just doesn't for me. The 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 humor just, it just wasn't, wasn't there. as well done. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, completely. What did you guys think of this as a body swapping film? Do you think it explored anything interesting in terms of the ability of turning into a dinosaur? No, because there was like <laughs> n- no amazing moments of like the dinosaur like touching the contours of his face with his dinosaur hand or, like, looking in the mirror or it was, that it's like, they were so, it, the dinosaur was so stupid that they they just want, didn't want to show it, it like, you know, the he less turned, time that you saw it, the better. He should have turned into a dinosaur when they were making love <laughs> instead of doing that stupid music video. I love the music video. Yeah, really? It was just it just went on and on and on. Uh, I just appreciated it. its commitment to the bit that went nowhere. <laughs> but they did it already with the mon- the other montage. It just felt like the the editor was like, "I really am going to make a meal of this." <laughs> when they're doing like the hand touching thing, it made zero sense because like they'd already been when banging. in the act of. When in the act of sex would you be on the other, like, opposite sides of the room, stretching your arms out and just touching your fingertips? <laughs> yeah. So good. And just, like, there's there's no dialogue in this film. 
the, the, you know, like the script, yeah. the script would have been three pages long, if <laughs> even that. And just then the dialogue that wasn't it, what was she doing out in the forest? Who knows? Maybe she was trying to start a family. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> it's like, so she, his wife is in Vietnam running in the battlefield and then she dies. And then, yeah, the soldier says, what was she doing out in the forest? And the other soldier says, who knows? Maybe she was trying to start a family. <laughs> what? <laughs> And when she's like, she's literally been blown up and she's just goo. And the guy's like, um, I think she's too far gone. <laughs> There's nothing we could do. See, that's, that's a clever line. That was funny. <laughs> no, it's like in the Goonies when they find a dead body and it's a skeleton and like it's those little kids going, oh, he's dead for sure. That's funny. This is, this was just stupid. <laughs> So, what did you guys think of the performances in this film? I thought they were better than what you'd expect from a $35,000 production. <laughs> um, I actually thought that the two leads were fairly decent. I, I would say probably yeah. more um, Carol's character than uh, than the priest. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it was supposed to be hammy as well, so it's hard to know whether the line of re- mm. like reality. The the brother, the, uh, the surprise twist at the end, the brother- yeah. His, his. I'm not your. He was own- irritating. <laughs> I'm not the. What is it? He, yeah. It's not the only son or something like that. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? And that was funny to me. The, the idea, all these montages we've seen of him with his family loving and him. And then he like- just pops up in the backseat. Like, <laughs> there is another brother. After the dad says, you're my only, only son. son. Yeah. So See, who, that was good. That was good. Who do you think, I love, this is, I love playing this game, and especially when a film is really bad, because it, like, gives me something to be interested in. Who do you think that the Velocipastor, who are his celebrity doppelgangers, who, what vibe did you get from him? I wonder if it was the same as me. Well, because he's dressed as a priest, I was 100% uh, first reformer. I don't know what that uh, is. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, yeah. Um, no, that's not I was thinking the, the guy, the Ranga guy from, um, Homeland. Dexter? The Dexter guy? Yeah, so I thought Michael C. Hall, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, to me, he was the love child of John Mulaney and Michael C. Hall. Is that Dexter's name? I was just trying to look it up. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah I can see um, the John yeah, I can, Mulaney. I can, I can see, see that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love playing the- that game. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Did you guys at least appreciate the fact that the film only went for 70 minutes? Yeah, I was yeah. very glad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I, I do appreciate when a film doesn't overstay its welcome. Like, I think this film at, at even 90 minutes would have been, like, painful. <laughs> it's so funny, though. I had to pause it, <laughs> yeah, like, however many minutes in to, um, you know, w- go to the toilet, whatever. And I, yeah. I couldn't believe where when I saw where it was up to. I was like, holy shit, that, like, I'm a third of the way through this film. And <laughs> it just started. Um, but it's, I was- It's the opposite of Dream a Little Dream. Yeah, so yes. I was really yes. grateful for that. Yeah. Uh, did either of your partners watch any of this film with you? So, no. um, Adrian got it all set up for me and he just flicked through to make sure that it was working properly. And- yeah. um, <laughs> I'm he was pass. like, my God, Lucy, like, what do you, why do you do this with your spare time? Out of choice. That's why we get paid the big bucks. To me, I feel really bad because I feel like it's much more likely that people from this film are going to listen to this. Because, like, you know, when we do films with, like, bloody Zac Efron, he's not listening to shit. But these guys, they probably got on Google Alerts. <laughs> and we'll listen to this hour episode just so they can hear us talk about them and uh we're gonna be like talking shit the whole time at least paul's just in there yeah at least i'm like praising the fuck out of them all the blood just drained out of my face that's like i feel sick and it's like good on you just do your thing like live your life but this is just not the film for me sorry and it's like i can't make movies like i'm just some chicken <laughs> isolation homemade <laughs> recording studio um doing a podcast for their friends so um don't make me to a bitch <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> no but like all right so i was gonna say like if you are listening there were some really great things <laughs> um and i did actually appreciate some of the uh the shots um also uh 
that there was like a really cool um sort of like slow transition to a, a split screen when he um when what's his name Frankie Mermaid was that his name <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, it's swimming Mer- in bitches <laughs> <laughs> so good so he's good. like talking about how he like killed killed the pastor's uh parents, parents and was yeah. getting off on it and stuff and it's just like that nice little like slow like reveal of a split screen and it's like he's whispering yeah. in his ear so there was some really nice touches like that that i appreciated but few and far and i did appreciate I that he was smoking in the confession booth um, <laughs> but <laughs> brendan like there were a few times where there were like zoom outs out of focus camera shaking like there was there was some of that yeah, too but some of that was also just a part of that like that bullshit <laughs> like that paul's like throffing on like they do that zoom in and then they pull it back out and then they zoom in and they pull it back out <laughs> that was cute <good>. i laugh <laughs> i just also really want to talk about the doctor and like this the medical scene as well <laughs> i feel like yeah, you might need a pause over his eye yeah so like he's got wearing an old timey doctor's instrument like what even is that thing he's supposed to be wearing on his head is it like a mirror or a light i or- think yeah i yeah. think it's supposed to reflect the light to where he's looking or something. And <laughs> yeah. so it falls over his face and then he's, it's like she's going to make it. So she's just been mauled or like stabbed. I can't remember. Anyway, and he's like, yeah, you can go in there and see her now. And then when he goes in, she, all that's happening, she's sitting up in a dentist's chair. <laughs> she's, getting, she's getting her blood pressure taken. She's covered in like No 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 paper. she has her she has her normal clothes on and then she has a paper gown over the top. <laughs> what kind of hospital are they running at this place? Like And then she's like, I'm fine. And she whispers it in his ear, like, I'm fine. It's like <laughs> She's fine, she's fine she's across the fine. screen. <laughs> <gasps> I love that. Because uh, even though it's a silly film, I do hate the cliche of like genre movies that the female lead has to die before the uh, the main character achieves his goal. So I did appreciate that they didn't kill her off in the end. But how does they only, they only half bridged her? How does he know karate? How did they know karate? And how <laughs> did he reconcile <laughs> that all of a sudden? <laughs> Because how did he reconcile that all of a sudden he know. had left that he had left his faith? Like it, it, he was a Catholic <laughs> priest that was sleeping with a sex worker. Because he realized that it would he could do more good as being the velocipastor than just being a pastor. Mm. It was a it was a journey of growth. And don't you come for me, Brendan. I understand <laughs> what I'm supposed to be laughing at, but I refuse. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, let's get into hot or not before this completely devolves into a uh, death match over over Skype. <laughs> so now it's time for our favorite segment, hot or not. Wait, Take wait, it away, wait, 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 wait. Why was his hands immune to the to the anti venom? <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. I refuse. Sing the fucking hot or not song, Brendan. Sing it. I demand it. <laughs> Is she like, just, just quickly, just quickly. <laughs> Why did he swap? Like, was it that he got pierced by that dinosaur tooth that he just found? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but, like, there was, there was no lesson that he learned and there's no, like, way that he overcame it and swapped back. This is stuff not a body swap, make. Oh. <laughs> All right, Brendan, hot or not? <laughs> Is she a toot or a boot? Is she ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. I didn't have even, the triangle. Even though Brendan misgendered the song, 
<laughs> oh yeah. This the song identifies as they them. But anyway, um, that's my MO. <laughs> so Greg Cohan as the Velocipasta himself, hot or not? Well, I've got a big Jones for John Mulaney. So as being like a lone, a low rent John Mulaney, he gets like a just passing grade for me. <laughs> And I mean, he, he was pretty jacked. Like, good for him. Brendan, hot or not? Um, uh, yeah, sure, because he's more likely listening. <laughs> 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 I'm going to give him a mega hot. I thought he was sexy as fuck. He was jacked. I love, like, the chest hair. He had a nice face. <laughs> he didn't have any um, chest hair, did he? He definitely had chest hair. And very manicured and chest was, hair, yes. Yeah, I don't really, yeah, I like it, yeah. like, more natural than that. No, I think he had the kind, like, because he's kind of fair and blondie, he would have had that naturally, I feel. <laughs> um, but, Doug, if you're, uh, sorry, Greg, if you're listening, let us know if you ma- if you shave your chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I, I'm giving him a definite hot. Um, Alyssa Kempinski as Carol, the sex worker. Yeah, she was very pretty. Once again, yeah. she's probably listening, and I think she was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think even if she wasn't listening, which I mean, we're assuming she's listening, but if, whether or not she's listening, she's a definite hot. I thought she was really. I- Pretty. I, I appreciated her acting more than anyone else as well. I thought yeah. she was yeah. the strongest, Keep the strongest it. actor. <laughs> yeah. And like, I kind I, of got the, I kind of got that, you know, like she was hamming it up. Mm. Like it, that, that came across from her. It was the Anna Faris school of like starring in a parody where you have to take it just seriously enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, I got that uh, from her, but no one else. <laughs> Sorry. So I, there was definitely someone in this cast that I have to say I thought was the sexiest out of everyone, and that was David Sokol, and he played Ali, the um, the soldier in the Vietnam flashback that got killed. Oh, yeah, he, he was the best-looking one. <laughs> he could get it. He looked I like- want to see his spin-off. He was also quite a good actor as well. Like, he was quite good. In his yeah. Vietnam role. Yeah, I was excited. I was like, is he going to be more in more of the film? And I was a bit sad that he died, but it was also hilarious. So, yeah. But also, maybe <laughs> if you're in a war zone, like, maybe just pay, pay a atten- bit more attention to your surroundings and what you're doing and, like, stop fully spacing off and just talking about and not paying attention. It's like, you literally have your back to the enemy, dude. <laughs> so... Maybe that's why you like him, Paul, because he's stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definite plus for me. <laughs> Brendan, um, hot or not? Yeah, he's an attractive guy. Aurelio Voltaire, who played Altair, the exorcist. The voodoo man. Yeah. Oh, he had like a real David Blaine magician vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a note for and like a bit of a Dave Navarro vibe with all the eyeliner. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's I a no from I me. Wasn't dog. Liking the look. That's a no from me. I'm gonna give him a no. Yeah, yeah. He might be a good looking in real life, but Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm not really uh, sure that I know what David Blaine looks like. I just feel like that's just like he looks David like Blaine's a magician, like, like- David Blaine's a state of mind. <laughs> yeah. So, no. One for Lucy. No, I didn't Daniel like him. No, Steer. no, no. No, I'm not. I refuse. No. Like, um, Paul? I was, I was referring to Father Stuart, the uh, elderly priest. Uh, Brendan, did you find him attractive? Ugly. No. Like, that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I defy you guys to find one attractive person who has that mustache. What yeah. about the audacity of the wig underneath the, the Vietnam helmet? Just like, how well, did you know nerve, that it was in the past? The sheer nerve of some people. It's like you could literally see his normal hair poking through. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. All right, and let's. Uh, finish it off with um, <laughs> Fernando Pacheco de Castro, who played Frankie Mermaid. Oh. <laughs> I feel like they were trying to give him a Matt Berry vibe, you know, from um, Mighty Boosh. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd much rather roll in the hay with Matt Berry than this guy because <laughs> um, they gave him – he wasn't really bold, but they made him bold with long hair. Bold with long is- hair, slapping women. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, killing killing parents to get off on it. 
I'm going to give him a pass. <laughs> I'm giving him a not, but I have to say I actually really appreciated his performance. I thought he was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's swimming in bitches' pool, so he doesn't play for your team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now it's time for Opinion Swap, where we find some interesting reviews of the Velocipasta from around the interweb. So this one's from Jordan on Letterboxd. He gives it three stars and he says, a masterpiece. Watch drunk. Yeah. (laughs) It would have been a lot better if I had been drinking. This one's from Nick L and he gives it one star. And he says, I have never fallen so quickly in love with a movie as this one. As soon as I saw VFX car on fire. (laughs) It's awful. It's easily one of the worst made films I've ever seen. I encourage everyone to watch it. All hail Velocipasta. (laughs) <laughs> what what do you reckon makes up a person, Lucy, who enjoys bad films? Like, uh, Paul, like, what is it that- Well, I feel like maybe Paul had, like, a rough time in high school, like, figuring out who he was, and that it, maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's got something to do with it. I don't know. Not everything in my life is because I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Uh <laughs> But Paul, oh, I don't know. Why <laughs> Why do you do this to me? So finally we have one from Mitchell on Letterboxd who gives it five stars. And he says, so a little context, Brendan Steer is the director and writer and creator of Philosopasta. So Mitchell says, Brendan Steer could make The Irishman. But Martin Scorsese could never make the Velocipasta. Is Something being beneath you the same as not being able to. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way that Scorsese could make this film. He wouldn't have it in him to make this film. His every filmmaking instinct would stop him. That basically (laughs) that Scorsese could take a shit and it could win an Academy Award compared to this. Now it's time for tenuous recommendations, where we each recommend a movie, TV show, I'm going song, first. I'm going first. <laughs> album or book that is connected to today's movie in some way. Because I guarantee someone's doing the same one as me, and I want I'm um, doing it first. Because I refuse I'm to try and sh- think of anything else. <laughs> I'm fairly sure we don't have the same things. Maybe but Brendan anyway, and I all, do. Are we all using the same actor? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Lucy, what what do you got for us? I'm doing season two of Fleabag because of the priest thing. <laughs> <laughs> You've already recommended Fleabag on the show. No, I haven't. Or Brendan has. It, it wasn't ever tenuous, I don't think. Yeah. No, it's on the list. It's on the list. Well, but- I don't care. I'm doing season two. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. They're they're, they're their own thing, so yeah. Um, Okay. I dare say that Fleabag is like one of the best TV shows ever made. Agree with that. What about you, Brendan? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I I full full heartedly agree that it's one of the greatest uh, television experiences. Yeah, and it's so funny and so well written and so well cast. It's just like that's what comedy is supposed to be. And yeah, I feel like it's that <laughs> that British thing of like you only give it give it six eight episodes and you can just keep that tension like you know at a at a Absolutely. ten the entire yeah. time. And it's yeah. so yeah. just yeah, it's just such a good meal the whole way through. And it's just like yeah, really smart, and it's like got a big pervy heart as well. It's not just like. <laughs> broad or you know like it's actually really yeah it's it's so good phoebe waller bridge is a total gem and yeah it's like i don't even want to say why what the actual theme connection is in case anyone hasn't seen it because everybody should watch fleabag um (laughs) yeah but there's a priest thing yeah so if you've been living under a rock and haven't seen it or you haven't finished it you haven't watched season two yet um you have to do that yeah Yeah. anyone who hasn't i'm always surprised i'm like Surely yeah. everyone you meet has been like telling you this is the thing to watch. But yeah. 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 If you haven't around I have it. you guys I have you guys to thank for that. So thank you. Good recommendation. <laughs> Good work, Luce. Uh my connection is the Catholic religion, which obviously plays a big part in this film. You can't so make I- people be Catholic, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so everybody go to church. No. I, I, I recommend everyone don't go to church. <laughs> My recommendation is a 2009 
British and Spanish co-production starring Rachel Weisz and a pre-Star Wars Oscar Isaac. And it's a film called Agora. Have either of you guys seen this? No, but my God, that's a dream threesome if ever there was one. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) this is a film. It's set in Alexandria after the fall of the Roman Empire, after like Jesus had just been crucified and Christianity is coming to the rise and uh, the film follows Rachel Wise who is a it's a true life figure called um, Hypatia I don't know if either do you guys watch The Good Place uh, I haven't seen it yes. all but some of it mm. uh, in in the later season season uh, Lisa Kudrow actually plays the same character that Rachel Wise oh, is playing in this film <laughs> um, yeah right there you go um, yeah so she uh, Hypatia was like uh, this master scholar of astronomy and mathematics and philosophy and she um like looked after this this uh library of alexandria which had like all the human knowledge up to that point was stored there and then when christianity started rising like all the um zealot christians were like let's destroy science everything should be about god let's like down with heathens so it's about her trying to protect science and um human intelligence while all the christians were out to destroy it all so it's a very interesting film in that all these sword and sandals kind of set films are usually on the side of the Christians, whereas this is definitely on the other side of the coin, and I really appreciated that. So um, it's a really lavish production, great cast, yeah, beautifully made and an interesting other side of the coin that you'd normally see in these kind of films. So Sounds interesting. Definitely give it a go. In Australia, you can watch it for free on SBS On Demand, I'm pretty sure. How good is SBS on demand at the moment? Oh, so good. And especially yeah. like because everyone, no one can go anywhere or do anything. There's so many gems on it. Good job, SBS. Yeah, I've been watching more SBS than movies on SBS than Netflix. Like, yeah, and guys, yeah. I'm doing the whole of the X-Files, which is on um, <laughs> SBS on demand. I've started at the very start and I'm like going on a journey through time and space. It's amazing. I oh, want to believe awesome. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know there's um, like this correlation between... Like, uh, Scully and, uh, like, women getting into, like, STEM fields and stuff. I love that. That's the best (laughs) thing I've ever heard. It's, like, one of those, like, things that everyone always points to when they want to talk about, like, culture influencing society and society influencing culture and that being, like, the cyclical Oh, my God. I can't. That's the best fucking thing I've ever heard. It's the Scully effect. I want to make a T-shirt. I'm going to make a band called the Scully effect. (laughs) That's so good. And then just loop it right back to my recommendation because, like, Hypatia was the original Scully. There you go. <laughs> so, Brendan, what's your recommendation? Well, following with that theme, I'm going to completely <laughs> disregard it. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, my theme is uh, basically the same as this film. So, my my film, it's I, I don't actually know if it's good or not. I can't remember. <laughs> What? But I'm sure one of, I'm sure one of you will watch it soon. Um, it's it's about um some people who think well we know who who's right and wrong we know who's the bad people and so we're gonna start killing them. It's called the Last Supper. Have you guys watched this? No, no, no. All right, no. I it's it's a pretty uh, star-studded oh, affair. Always pissed off at you, by the way. Yeah, why? <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely interested to see where this is going. Have you? So, do, do any of you guys know of this film? No, no. See, this is one I watched a long time ago, so I don't know if it holds up um, or not. But I, I thought I'd recommend it because it, it definitely is one I would like to revisit. So I might make you one of you guys watch it soon. <laughs> but can you tell us who's in it? Just once uh, you finish googling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, has- I remember I remember this cover at the video store, but I never watched it. So it's got Cameron Diaz, it's got Bill Paxton, it's got wow. who else are the the fa- famous Ro- people in Ro- it? Ron Pe- Ron Perlman, Mark Harmon. So it's uh, a I, I'm pretty sure it was like a little indie film. It's a it's a small budget. Um but basically the idea is there's this group of liberals who are having a dinner party and uh they incidentally have this guy over who uh, turns out to be, uh, like this sort of Nazi like character. Um, and he and, uh, they inadvertently end up killing him, um, and burying him in the backyard. 
And so from then on, they sort of oh, come to this conclusion. Oh, that sounds familiar to me. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they come to this conclusion that they're going to start making it a regular thing. They hold a dinner party, um, have all these, like, intellectual and political figures over, um, and they sort of decide whether or not they should live or die. And uh, it goes on this weird, windy twist of them deciding who should be, who's right, who's wrong, and sort of reflecting on themselves. It's a it's a really interesting uh, film from what I recall. So, uh the la- if you want something that's highbrow velocipasta, <laughs> <laughs> the Last Supper. So the the link is that it's about people doing like making the decision to kill people for justice, and they think they're it's- making the world a better place by doing so. Yes, and also I guess the Last Supper is a religious um, like reference, which yep. could also be a link. Okay, good work. All right, so I think we've done a good job of recommending like something a bit different than Velocipasta, maybe a good palate cleanser afterwards. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so- was that you trying to do like something a little more highbrow? That sort of like yeah. slipped right under. <laughs> that doesn't sound like um, a Disney film at all. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, they actually made it. Mickey Mouse shows up at the end. Um <laughs> So, where are we ranking Velocipasta among the films we've covered on the podcast? Ooh, this is an interesting one, actually. I've got I'm, go- I'm going last. Yeah, I want to see what everyone else says. <laughs> before you make your decision. Yeah. No, I yeah. just, before I reveal it. So, I am going to put the Velocipasta below Damn Yankees and above 13 going on 30. Oh. So, what, what, what number is that? That's pretty high. Uh, nine. Yeah. So it's in the top half. No. Okay, Brendan, your turn. Okay, so on my list, so big is big is number six, and seventeen again is number five. I'm putting it between the swap and dating the enemy, which is around twenty. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm putting it between the swap and dating the enemy. All right, so it's still not in the bottom. It's it's, like- it's not the worst thing I've watched. No. Yeah. Okay, so I'm putting it in between Pretty Cool and Earthworms that, like, feed off the bottom of um, the <laughs> You're Earth. You're putting it below Pretty Cool. Yes, I am. Below Pretty Cool. I am shocked. Yeah. That is an insult. Yeah, I like- You've shook me. <laughs> I like Pretty Cool better than this. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is that is really but surprising. This film treated women so much better than that film. <laughs> no, there was one film, there was one woman in the entire film and she was like an abused sex worker. How so? Well, they didn't sexually exploit her in the film. <laughs> yeah. You never saw a tit. She had autonomy over her body. No one forced her to fart. <laughs> I guess, I guess maybe, maybe I would put it above pretty cool. So like above pretty cool and uh, Christmas, whatever. Um, yeah. But I just really wanted to do the earthworm thing. I just really okay. wanted I to. We get to, yeah. Have yeah. The, we get to make that sort of like <laughs> conversation. <laughs> it did, it did give them autonomy over their farts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yay subcast okay so <laughs> next episode what do you think uh how can we follow up philosopher mm. what would be your ideal to like follow the philosopher identical twins swap bodies <laughs> that sounds confusing <laughs> i want to do that steve martin um one lily yeah lily tomlin steve martin all yeah. of me that's hard to find yeah. though isn't it yeah yeah i we will do it when I get... I just want to get a decent copy of it first. The Cobbler 2. <laughs> Please, God, no. <laughs> Though, that being said, I did watch the new film from the director of The Cobbler, and I thought it was quite quite good. What is um, it? Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made. It's like a Disney Plus uh, movie. It was actually... It was good. I would recommend it. Looks good. Cool. It's it does like look a, good. Sorry? I said it does look good. Yeah. It's kind of like a indie Portland set. Uh, kids film with like Craig Robinson and a whole bunch of other cool people in it. So we, next episode, we will be watching the 1991 family comedy And You Thought Your Parents Were Weird, starring Alan Thicke. Um, uh- <laughs> <laughs> and in this film, two inventor brothers create a working robot that is also inhabited by the spirit of their dead father. Robots! I, I didn't think there would be a robot one. How exciting! <laughs> <laughs> um, but remember, Brendan, about how, like, 
the further towards the 90s you get, the worse it, it is. <laughs> it's like you want to be well, in the early 80s. Yeah. If it's so. anything like Black Mirror, you know, I, like that's what I'm guessing. It's going to be like all about artificial <laughs> intelligence and <laughs> the line of man crossing. <laughs> well, when I chose this movie as our next one, I specifically chose it because watching the trailer, I'm like, I think that Lucy and Brendan will have a good time with this. Like, I genuinely think it has all the things that you're always wanting from these like I cheesy think, 90s movies. I, I don't trust you <laughs> as far as I can throw you. Yeah, we've had a really bad run lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you can't say that because one of those, the, the worst of the films we've watched lately are your choices. <laughs> like, Dream a Little Dream was fucking worse than Bad Pasta or Velocity. Uh, Bad Johnson or Velocipasta. Oh, I want pasta. I just want pasta for dinner. You're just as bad as me is what I'm saying. (laughs) All right. But we go into those movies thinking they'll be good. You know what you're doing. Know what you're doing. Uh, You take pleasure in what you're doing. All right. We'll see where this all comes out next time, all right? Okay. I'm happy to be proven right. <laughs> so that was it for our first isolation swapcast. Until next time, I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. I was Brendan Levi, the robot <laughs> version. I'm, yeah, really sorry. Cool. I'm really sorry that I insulted this film. If you're listening to it, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Review us on iTunes. Bye. Bye. I want to do face off. That's what I fucking want to watch. <laughs> <laughs>